This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to all of you enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Sean is out for the next three days, and so I'm filling in. Sales of cars and trucks with internal combustion engines will hit their peak in China this year or next, and they're only going to go down after that. That's according to an academic with the Chinese Academy of Sciences. Even more, he says, sales of new energy vehicles, or NEVs, will match ICE sales in 2030. NEVs include BEVs and PHEVs. Last year, about 25.5 million light cars and trucks were sold in China, and 3.5 million of them were NEVs. That means by 2030, about 12 million electrics and plug-ins a year will be sold in China. That's about four times more than last year. And if China is hitting peak ice now, that means Europe will not be too far behind, and it will probably happen in the United States well before this decade is out. Like that old song said, war, what is it good for? Absolutely nothing. And this war in Ukraine is especially not good for European automakers. LMC Automotive says about 19 manufacturing plants in six European countries are losing production because they cannot get parts out of Ukraine, mainly wiring harnesses. Get this, VW, BMW, Mercedes, Porsche, Audi, Ford of Europe, and Volvo have all reduced production because of this. And it's hitting the supplier industry, too. At least 20 suppliers, including Aptiv, Yazaki, Bosch, and Gentherm, have had to shut their plants in Ukraine. LMC says all these companies are scrambling to find workarounds and that the shortfall should start to ease up in about a month. Yesterday, we told you how Tesla had to shut its plant in Shanghai because of COVID restrictions and how GM has its Shanghai workers sleeping at its assembly plant. Well, now suppliers are shutting down, too. Aptiv and ThyssenKrupp both closed their plants in the city, and Bosch says its plant in Shanghai is working with a skeleton crew. I tell you, this industry just can't get a break. If it's not the global COVID pandemic, it's the global chip shortage. And if it's not that, it's war in Ukraine. And if it's not that, it's an earthquake in Japan or a giant ship getting stuck in the Suez Canal. I don't want to say things can't get any worse than this because I don't want to jinx the situation. We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing, Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. VinFast, the Vietnamese automaker, sure is moving fast. It announced plans to build an assembly plant and a battery plant in North Carolina that will be able to build 150,000 electric SUVs a year. Construction on the plant starts this year, and it's scheduled to start production in 2024. The models include the VF9, which is an eight-passenger model, and the VF8, which seats five. North Carolina claims that the plant will generate 7,500 jobs, but that undoubtedly includes the ripple effect that automotive factory jobs generate. The general rule of thumb is that one factory job creates seven other jobs in the economy, mostly from suppliers. So that suggests the employment in the plant itself will be a little over 1,000 people. VinFast, which became a car company only in 2017, is on an aggressive growth strategy. It hopes to build nearly one million vehicles a year globally. 
by 2026. Automakers in the U.S. will report their March sales on Friday. Now, we expect the numbers to look miserable thanks to high gasoline prices, rising interest rates, and high levels of inflation. One slight glimmer of hope is that inventory levels are looking a little bit better. Ward's intelligence reports that inventory levels are about 12% better than they were in February when automakers only had 24 days worth of inventory. As of now, they have 26 days. Still not good, but a little bit better than before. Say, could synthetic fuel save the IC engine? That's the kind of Hail Mary pass that oil companies and some automakers are praying for. Now Hyundai is joining in on the effort. It's partnering with the oil company Aramco and the King Abdullah University of Science and Technology in Saudi Arabia to test and develop e-fuels. Over the next two years, they'll test e-fuels in a hybrid car equipped with an ultra-lean burn engine and compare how much it reduces greenhouse gas emissions compared to regular fuel. E-fuels are created from green hydrogen, which is produced by water electrolysis using renewable energy and with carbon dioxide. Hyundai says e-fuels can lower life cycle emissions by 80% compared to conventional fuel. But other powertrain executives at car companies that we've talked to say that e-fuels will take too long to get to the market and will cost too much to prevent a wholesale conversion to electric vehicles. Mobility is becoming electric, connected, and autonomous, just like the manufacturing world. But we'll always be one thing, a reliable partner for our customers. That new Hummer EV is turning out to be even more popular than General Motors expected. The company says it's got 65,000 reservations combined for both the pickup and the SUV, with the majority being for the pickup since it was available to order first. That's far higher than GM expected. And it says the conversion rate from reservations to orders is also higher than it expected. To keep up with demand, GM says it's doing what it can to expedite production to get the vehicles delivered on time. Anyone who ordered one early is doing okay. The pickup version is going to customers right now, but GM says it will not be able to fulfill new orders until 2024, and the SUV will not be available until next year. Meet the Lotus Electra, which was unveiled in London to much fanfare yesterday. But even though Lotus celebrates its British heritage, much of the Electra was developed in China, and that's where it's going to get built. And that's because Lotus is now part of the Chinese automaker Geely. The specs on this first SUV from Lotus are actually pretty impressive. 600 horsepower, 0 to 62 miles an hour in under 3 seconds, a 100 kilowatt hour battery pack that delivers a maximum range of 373 miles, and 80% recharge in only 20 minutes. Lotus claims this will be the first production car in the world that comes with LiDAR, we think that makes Lotus something like the third or fourth car company to make that claim. No word yet on how much the Electra is going to cost, but you can be sure it's going to be well north of $100,000.
Chinese EV startups are really ramping up their new model introductions. NIO is coming out with the ET7 and ET5 SUVs. Liauto will launch the L9. Xpeng is coming out with the G9. Nita has its own Model S. And Leap Motor has the CO1. All of these new models will be reaching showrooms by the end of next month. And that makes us wonder how Tesla will respond. Elon Musk says it makes no sense for Tesla to intro new models since they're selling everything that they can make right now. But that kind of reminds us of what happened to Henry Ford. He refused to make anything but the Model T because he could sell every one he made. Meanwhile, General Motors came out with all kinds of different models under different brands. And by the time Henry finally woke up and agreed to stop making the T and come out with the Model A, it was too late. Ford lost its number one position in the world and never got it back. And that brings us to the end of today's newscast. Thanks for watching, and if you haven't done so yet, we encourage you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey, Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. And by Scheffler, we pioneer motion.